leave me. Inside her head, in amongst her thoughts. I haven't a clue who she is, where she is. But nobody leaves. Nobody can leave. Until now. All I know is, she calls it Akiha Den Den. happening again. Here I am, at the centre of it all. Again. But you can hear them too. Can't you? Voices. I've been plucking voices out of the sky, seems like, all my life. But none of them made any sense. I mean, not the ones from the big cities. Not to a young boy brought up in a town way, way north. A town that turned the colour of blood in the rain. Dank. Brooding. Nothing but the deathly screech of gulls. No. I'd eavesdrop on their voices. Mesmerising. Faint voices. Tuning the radio dial by dead of night to capture them. Hypnotic signals, spellbinding transmissions from Tirana, East Berlin, Moscow, Cairo. Mysterious, unknown worlds. But while I was listening to them, someone was watching me. <sighs> It was a long time, years later, that I found out there was a file, a secret file on me. They'd branded me, me, a boy, a potential traitor. Because I'd been listening in to words and music from the deep darkness. And now, here I am at the centre of it all again. These voices are trying to contact someone, but that's all I know. And all I can do is listen, fascinated, appalled, scared, glued to the sounds of this other world, this other time.
Today, or was it yesterday? Time here seems squeezed, suffocated. It unsettles. Why did I see this coming? In the pages of old books, time runs its course in comfort, a leaden steadiness, wings clipped. We walk hand in hand with our imaginary friends. What would the readers of those books have made of a jump cut? A flashback. Dizzying rips in time past, or terrifying glimmers of the future. What if I were to tell you, yes, you? It's you, I want to hear this. What if I were to tell you that you will hear these words soon? They will come from here, but not from me. There are others trying to find you. Our words, spoken or sung, our music distant or pulsing, our tales and pitches and pleas, they will all cut through the night like an arrow through thick The words of drifters, mavericks, those with a troubled past who once suffocated in your world. Travellers who broke the shackles not only on earth but in space and time. Revellers trapped in the death throes of an adventure. But he's not a dictator, not a country, just boss of an abandoned amusement park. If you look towards the horizon, the far, far horizon, by dead of night you might just catch sparks flashing brilliantly, perhaps from the monorail cranking up once again. The chains flung wide on the space rocket ride, the towering antenna that calls out to you, or the chimney of the carnival cantina, the cantina where the engineer of food is the observer of all life here in Akiha Den Den. The cantina of lost souls, where I am the pot washer. Glendar! Why, who the hell did you think it was? I thought it was Bullhook back. <laughs> mm, well, you're in luck. Not much chance of that. Why? Well, thing is, Perry, he hasn't got long left. Go on, be a Bullhook's better. Go off, go now. This is beautiful, Look, you know you've got to come. That's where everyone is, isn't it? Yes, I know, I know. Be as quick as you can. Oh, it's all right, don't worry. Don't worry. Better join us. Of course, I'll be there. Where will we have to bury him then, eh, old Bullhook? I'd just chuck him over the wall and be done with it. <laughs> if the wall wasn't so bloody high. <laughs> Heard him tearing a strip off them all. Don't know who told you to gather. Who rounded you bloody sheep up and pointed you in here? Go and be at Bullhook's bedside. Probably Gabriel Augusto Bloody Gill from that bloody cantina where you lot always scuffle off to when you want a conflab. 
Confab. Eh? It's confab, not conflab. Short for confabulation. What? From the Latin confabulari, to converse or to... I've heard this. I've heard it all before. Bullhook's words. I was brought up in a backstreet basement brothel. A bruised, keyhole-peeping kid collecting Polaroids of the bleakest, most perfunctory coital conflabs imaginable. I once ate a pulsating Portuguese man-of-war, scooped from the sand, and still had the unnumbed agility of gullet to contribute to the grown-up's conflab. You should be dead. I'm fine. Convulsing and frothing. Never better, mother dear. Just clinging on. No, no. Clinging! I clung! Remember? To the very top rail of that roller coaster, hand jabbing at the black sky, your fleshly lightning conductor that saved the old wood from being turned to ash, and still had the presence of mind to have an electrifying corn flab with a thousand scattering starlings murmurating round my head! Your pedantic parsing doesn't cut it with me. Not strictly parsing. Hmm? Doesn't matter. Why are you here anyway? His gills is there with them. Now's our chance. Chance to do what? But come on. What? Now! Come on! Glenda! Let's go now! What, what are you thinking come on? He's at Bullhook's deathbed with the rest of them. Bullhook's not in any bloody hurry. Come on! Oh, Christ! Just wait! Wait! Wait a minute! There's a cat down there, hunting, stock still, eyes on a field mouse. It's using one of those legs, you know, the Ferris wheel, the giant leg to hide behind, leaning against it, crumbling the rust. He can see everything from up here, his gills, the monorail pilot. When this thing runs, if it runs. When you spend your life above the birds, he says, you learn to see like a hawk. He sees us all without us knowing. Wait! Look, come on! Look, before anyone sees us, look, hold tight there a second. Ha! Look, come on! Let's see if we can get this thing started. What? Huh, his girls, the monorail man. A man who has ridden far and got nowhere. I know the feeling. Like a hamster on a wheel. Hamstrung. Hampered by the British Broadcasting Corporation's brigadier in room 105. 
Now you see it's all culture, what you hear on the airwaves. Culture. In those days it was, well, so much of it was counterculture. Pirate stations in cities out at sea, over there. Signals coming in from God knows where. Dirty mists from foreign lands. But they'd been listening in, hadn't they? In their burrows, those lackeys ferreting away for whatever government thinks it's in power. And a file with my name on it is pulled from the pile, the cover stamped with a green triangle, the traitor's Christmas tree, and put back to gather dust. Like me. done it. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Have you ever driven this thing before? I've watched him often enough. Simple. Just hold tight. <sighs> it's such a... really is what they said. An amazing view from up here. Everything looks so different. Almost like watching a film. You like films? No. You don't like films? I don't like the dark. It's all so different. You must have been on here before, surely? Never. Afraid of heights? No. Afraid of things looking different. He sees us all without us knowing. From up here, that's why he thinks of us in a different way from anyone else. I thought I knew them all. Them and their confessions and secrets and lies they let slip over the steaming soup or stew in the cantina. Look at them down there. Look at him. He looks almost dignified from up here. I know he was a shoveler in a slaughterhouse by day and a grave robber by night. And her, who lives in the observatory, who soaks in voices, stories. Just relax and tell me what's on your mind. First words, final words from other times, maybe other worlds. I don't mind listening at all. She looks so calm and serene. A wisdom built one bit at a time from all those little confidences. But I know she absorbs every word, then sets them free again as music so beguiling they become the song of a siren, the sound of her very soul. Or him. Look at him. Swinging in a sling under the cables, clinging to a pole, Reconnecting fistfuls of frayed wires. He seems energised by the voltages in his grasp. Is he fixing the waltzers? No. I know he's really firing up the panotrope. The gigantic machine we use to bombard you with our words. Our music. You know what I miss most? Farewells. The sweet, sweet sorrow of parting. I used to love that. 
But nobody leaves. Nobody can leave. And nobody can get in. We dream of escape. Please, I mean it. Slow down. You're afraid? <laughs> no. No, look. What? There's someone out there. Look, there. What? On the other side of the wall. Trying to get in? <sighs> He's found a way out. No. It can't be. It's Monday, man. Monday, man? No. It was an abandoned blubber house. That's where I discovered him. He was cradled in a deep stone channel where they used to sluice out to see what was left after the skinning and sawing and rendering. That's where he lived. But he'd made that dank space almost warm. The steel hooks hanging from the ceiling, polished. Ropes on the wall, coiled. The blood and oil-soaked floor, burnished. In the corner, there was this oversized metal wireless hooked up to an acid battery, whispering away, insect voices, tinny music, strange sounds, urgent chattering things, sporadic urgent, chattering insect sounds, wireless messages, field telephones, tinny from dugouts, breathing fire from tanks, the gossip, gossip, mundane gossip of everyday war, then the enemy, an amplified voice from beyond bunkers, barbed wire, they'd been watching us, welcome whiskey company, we've been watching you. He had no curiosity about how or why I was there, just as the rest of the town had no curiosity about him. I felt stranded in no man's land, disoriented, not knowing whether to run or stay put. Don't go, he says. Stay a while. If you're sure. Sure, I'm sure. He takes a long, hard look at the clothes I'm wearing. My elbow's poking through my woolen jumper. The jumper's too short. I grew out of it months ago. My shoes are scuffed, the soles flapping. I have buttons missing everywhere. I can get you some real nice clothes if you like. Really? I can get you anything. It's what I do. I don't have any money. I feel my fist tighten round the few coppers I have in my pocket. He smiles. Don't need money. It's what I do. He leans back against the wall, stretching out his legs and raising his eyes to the roof, as if conjuring up an image from the past. Ever been to the circus? I nod. All those fine clothes, fancy feathers, spangly suits, then next to nothings, the Gucci girls wear. They don't just appear out of thin air. I know. Actually, he changes tack. They do. Because I make them appear out of thin air. A Monday man, long time ago, that was me. A Monday man. When the circus was in town, every Monday, wash day, I would sneak out and steal clothes off the lines. Everyone in that ring looked the best. And the coochie girls, they were grateful. <laughs> Gives me a grown-up nod. Monday man. That was me. How can you tell the enemy? He fired the words at me. How can you tell the enemy? Then he answered himself. They wear mustard-coloured sneakers. (sighs) 
I don't like this. What's happening? I don't know. I really don't know. Don't panic. Can you still see him out there? Yes. Yeah, he is. He's far away, though. What do we do? Do we tell anyone? No. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how he got out there. Okay, best not to tell anyone. No. No, you're right. Ah! <laughs> Who is it? I can't see. But we've said too much. But have we said too much? Someone's trying to shut us up. Can you hear me? Can you hear this? Someone, please. It's a signal. Hear that? It's a bloody signal. It's no. He's among us now, isn't he? Monday man. He's among you already. And you know what? You know what? His impact on you will be as devastating and far-reaching as an unknown, unseen virus. (laughs) 